Oh, hello and welcome to the Volunteer Firefighter Podcast. My name is Scott, and tonight I have three members of my fire family. I have Todd. Hello there. Rob. Hi there. And Ash. Hey there. Um, yeah, news is crazy. So BC is, well, normally we have fires. <laughs> so we had literally no rain for what? Five, six months? <laughs> Forever. Six yeah. months straight, yeah. Yeah, essentially six months of no rain. Massive fires everywhere. And now, in a week, we have all the rain. Like, all the rain that was from the six months mm. is now on top of us. So, over a month, <laughs> one of the articles was over a month's worth of rain in 24 hours. Two hours. hours yeah. 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 Insane amount. <clears throat> yeah, what are they calling it? A river? Nah. Atmosp- atmospheric river. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whatever these fucking terms. Dome and... Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. Well, the Pineapple Express, you can't say that anymore, probably. I don't know. Because yeah. <laughs> that's what they used to call it, the Pineapple Express. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> that offends me. So, what we're talking about is uh, massive flooding in uh, pretty much everywhere near the coast from where we are. So, yeah. we're pretty well safe right mm-hmm. now. I can't see us getting too floody. We yeah. do have a little bit of a snowpack. I think but, we're going to be okay in our area here. Yeah. Because the temperature's starting to drop again, yeah, which yeah. is going to keep the snowpack where it belongs. Because mm-hmm. um, there is actually pretty good snowpack up in the mountains. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but um, out farther west from us, where it's warmer, there was a fair amount of snow and dump a bunch of rain on top of that. And a bunch As of wildfires know. that burnt away all the underbrush yeah. makes for landslide conditions. Yeah. So the, the cities... Um, on the west coast there. They just had the usual, well, not usual, like it was a lot more flooding in the street level because the storm drain and everything else was getting backed up. Yeah. But then where it really hit was you start getting out into the uh, the kind of the flats and the farmland country mm-hmm. as you approach the mountains, like you were saying, where then all those slides and rock slides and washouts were occurring. So they, if you look at a map for BC and Vancouver, essentially every road is cut off to Vancouver. From the southeast direction. I think the only road going in is from one of the ones from the north. Which one's that one? Uh, I think the one by, oh, by Whistler. Nope, Whistler that's, 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 that's down to you. That down to you? Yeah, yeah, literally yeah, somewhere else. Oh, yeah, so you can't get to Vancouver unless, unless you're... Unless you went to the States. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but then you need a, uh, COVID. You need, you need a PCR <laughs> test. <laughs> yeah, and even at that, it's it's not closed, but they are having travel issues there as right, well. Right, because you have to go yeah. through... Um, the mountains of uh, yeah, the Snohomie Pass, or yeah. whatever it is, yeah, mm-hmm. which is a show. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Again, that's terrible at the best of times. So yeah. I don't um, think you can. I don't think you can get in at the Sumas either. Yeah. No, I mean, that whole area flooding underwater. I love yeah. the TikToks. The uh, oh, uh, so the main the main highway, Highway One, through uh, like Vancouver, Abbotsford, Chilliwack, into Hope. Uh, there is multiple rock sides and washouts, but the water in between the freeways. And the ditches, there's so much. There's literally guys driving their jet boats down the side of the highway <laughs> making TikToks. That's great. Yeah. In a Pikachu. Yeah. In a I'm pretty sure it's a Pikachu. Pikachu <laughs> so I think the biggest, um, well, there's a couple big events. So the biggest one that we saw this morning was the Coquihalla, which is the main kind of freeway. Yeah. Um, we actually lost a huge portion of that road. So that's going to take... Well, I think even just backing up before that, though. So initially, so Highway 1, parts of Highway 1 were, were washed out in multiple areas. And then we had um, the other section of Highway 1, what kind of parts, mm. where it goes into Highway 3, <clears throat> uh, towards the interior. Um, 
But then everybody was de- detouring now through this other section of highway, highway which is seven, essentially right? on the other side of the yeah. river. That's Highway mm-hmm. 7? I think 11? so. I can't seven remember. 7-11? Yeah. <laughs> but then massive, massive rock slides and mudslides again. Yeah. And that one actually trapped a whole pile of vehicles. Yeah, because you mm-hmm. cut them in half. Like, not cut them in half. Cut, the, yeah. <laughs> cut their mm-hmm. entrance So they actually had, um, was it 200? Was it I think they like said that, 275 people. Yeah, uh, trapped from the, from the mudslides. Mm-hmm. Um, some vehicles were kind of washed away, they said. didn't sound like anybody was actually injured from it. Yeah. Everybody escaped and then mm-hmm. abandoned their vehicles and they got washed away. But uh, tons of people had to stay in their um, cars overnight, families, children. And then they actually had our um, Hussar team um, get sent in and they actually mobilized with our uh, Canadian Air Force base as well and our rescue team, and they went in and started plucking people up by helicopter. Mm-hmm. So you said hussars, so heavy urban. The heavy urban search yeah. and rescue, mm-hmm. yeah. That'd be, yeah. That'd be sketchy overnight, stuck because of landslides, <laughs> and you're like, okay, just go to sleep in your cars, <laughs> and we'll see you in the morning. Still. Like, yeah. you've got to be... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You will yeah, not but sleep. Three helicopters, two-minute turnarounds, and 220-plus-odd some people yeah. all the mm-hmm. back That's good, yeah. Yeah, throughout the day. And they said they literally plucked the last person out at the last little chunk of daylight for them. Right. And the weather window they had today, so that was really good. Yeah, I think they this morning they had fog, so that prohibited flight for a while, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then immediately after the rain, the huge windstorm came. Yeah. yeah. Like 90-kilometer-hour winds and stuff from down the coast and through, yeah. the, through the valleys there. So that's not going to help the whole rescue effort. Um, so, so other than the roads, there is, uh, currently two towns, um, one, mm-hmm. one fully evacuated, um, Merritt, which yeah. is also evacuated in the summer due to wildfire. Yeah. So the city of Merritt. Yeah. yeah. So that's 8,000 people, 7,000 people, something like that. Seven, that yeah. seven or 8,000 mm-hmm. people. I can't remember mm-hmm. what they said. Um, and one reason why they got evacuated because their, um, septic or septic, their sewer, yeah, their sewer plants got overwhelmed with water. So mm-hmm. it makes it, um, uninhabitable plus massive flooding. Yeah. Right. So they all are evacuated, and yeah. then the town of Princeton yep. is also evacuated because it's mm-hmm. blew its banks. And yeah, they had a uh, uh, levee break, right? A dike break, yeah. Yeah, that was so. The photos that were coming through from Princeton this morning, um, like knowing the area, yeah. um, I just drove through there like two days ago or three days yeah. ago. Yeah, mm. <laughs> like it's it is devastating. Yeah, like you're you're looking at like second story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 12 feet plus of water. Yeah, when you can walk out yeah. or like leave the second story window at water level. Like yeah. it was, it was high, high water. Mm-hmm. And like that town's weird the way that like some in the old town is quite, quite low. But uh, like most of the town is actually safe. But a lot of that downtown core, yeah, it's, it's in a way, bad, yeah. bad way. Yeah, like the old, old, old tiny building yeah. so bad. Well, and then there's concern with the way that that river flows as everything's flowing into that river communities further south from south, that, yeah. mm-hmm. which I think we're already seeing high waters there. And we are. You're yeah. Saying there's Early morning, we started seeing there. high waters through Karameas <clears throat> coming kind of our direction, but that river doesn't flow towards our communities, just uh, next kind of adjacent community to me. And um, yeah, so it was getting pretty high. Like my one buddy sent me a picture of literally the day before he was out full buying yeah. under the bridge by the river, <laughs> sent a picture of it. And then at noon, he sent me a picture and it was right up to the abutment of the bridge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that was like. That debris flow was feet. heading down towards the, the States. Yeah. Into Orville, Washington. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that where the river ends up? 
Yeah. 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 Hmm. yeah pretty, uh, pretty wild. And then like you're saying, Scott, with the highways, um, and not just some washouts and floods, like entire sections of freeway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Four lanes, six lanes gone. Yeah. Yeah. Bridges yeah. gone. Mm-hmm. Railways gone. Or we have a train derailment. And we also have uh, a windstorm that Todd alluded to, but it actually came ripping through. Uh, I guess it was a wind and thunderstorm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Came ripping through up north in Kelowna. Yeah. Um, which uh, took out 20,000 people. Not 20,000 people. Uh, the power, the power yeah. for 20,000 people, mm-hmm. including, from what I understand, uh, the dispatch center for uh, the police and dispatch center for fire. Yeah. Yes. But they're all, so they're all on backup generators currently. Maybe it's, I think it's slowly getting fixed. Mm-hmm. The grid's getting fixed. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, it's and funny. Basically, it all happened since last night. Like, last night, I was supposed to be going to the coast this morning. Right. I was packing my bag, minding my own business. <laughs> <laughs> and I picked up my phone. I'm like, oh, look at that. There's a mudslide at this place and I'm like oh there's another one and another one and another one and then highway started getting closed I'm like oh this is a massive cascade of yeah one of you guys messed me up are you guys still going to the coast I'm like yeah oh I don't think you are no and (laughs) no yeah well it's funny we just uh, Sunday we had uh, hockey um, up in Winfield and we played a Vancouver team I was talking to the Vancouver guys I was like hey you know take highway 3 if there's you know, just the connectors closed and this and that. Like, yeah, yeah, I know. We look, we're going to take Highway 3 home. Yeah, we're going to fly home. And it's like, yeah, just hit that. And then you'll be able to deke out and take the back road through Agassiz. And went home. Mm-hmm. oh, yeah, yeah. No, we know that route. That would work good. Then I see on the news, like, multiple cars. Like, <laughs> hockey team stranded. <laughs> stranded. <laughs> like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Whoops. Oh, man. I had a bit of a chuckle when we had uh, our radio check tonight. So dispatch does a quick radio check with us every morning and every evening and they'll activate our tones they'll uh you know link up da, da, da. so tonight like we know everything's going for shit in our province and they were at least 40 minutes late and they get the quick like uh station one one for your evening radio check there was no tones or anything and rob's on there he's like uh, yeah, dispatch, you're loud and clear, but uh, no tones. I wanted to come on. They're like, give him a break, man. <laughs> like, it is the right thing to do, but I, I was kind of laughing. Like, oh, man, like they are getting shit on, I bet. It, it must be yeah. an insanity for them. And I may have chimed in on the uh, messenger. I said, yeah. man, those guys are lazy. Yeah. Half an hour late for a radio check. <laughs> yeah, Riley, what are you up to? <laughs> Dispatchers. <sighs> so I was thinking, so this is all of the, like, the big events that we're seeing all, all over the news, all of the routes that are getting blocked or whatever. So let's go somewhere a little bit closer to home here, where your buddy was posting that photo goes up the Ashinola, the Ashinola Valley. Yeah. So a lot of people do a lot of recreation up there. Man, that river is sketchy at the best of times. Oh, yeah. Has anybody been up there to check? <laughs> like, I bet you that thing's rocking. And yeah. that washes out because there's a lot of pretty pretty tight bends that could easily wash out. Now, is is it rocking? Is 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 the tulum is the tulum right? Tulum, yeah. Is the tulum rocking because of the rain in their area, or is it rocking because of the rain up higher? Like you're thinking more coastal rain? Yeah. So I wonder. I wonder if the Ashinola would be actually be that hard hit because it, I don't think it's been raining that much in in those areas in Princeton. 
it's fed from a different direction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like I'm you said, though, like yeah. even, even like, like it links all the way through Manning mm-hmm. Park oh, into the states. Oh yeah. But even mid August, it mm-hmm. it got rocking after a storm, oh, and we right. had a car go off in the river, and somebody had right. to drown and died this mm-hmm. summer right. up there. Like yeah. it, it's at any given time, it can just yeah. go sideways. Yeah. But mm-hmm. yeah, they so that area is under evacuation alert right now. That's right. Um, and actually, just slightly west of that, by a couple kilometers, there's an order in right. place as well. Mm. So with those, I'm sure SARS engaged and whatnot. But Check I know that up, that yeah. bridge is going to be on their radar because mm-hmm. if that goes out, you got to take the long way all the way around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. But yeah, you know, you start thinking about these events like that. Like, I know for me, like whenever I traveled. Um, to the coast and that stretch of highway for work i always had a go bag yeah. and especially um, winter time <clears throat> i had another big um uh, kind of tupperware and i had a sleep bag blanket uh, i had flares i carried road chains um you know i'd always have some water and some other little little right. kits with me mm-hmm. for emergencies just in case and uh that's just another prime example to be prepared for these like we always talk about it for our preparedness um you know week and stuff that we have every year and but, you know, being prepared for those 72 hours, like just in your own residence, like right. I started thinking about my house now and I was joking. I phoned my wife. I'm like, hey, you're... well, I was serious, but kind of joking. I was like, hey, you got fuel in the Jeep? Yeah, yeah, it's all topped up. I'm like, all right, good, because it's going to skyrocket any day now because yep. there's going to be fuel shortages. Yeah. And then uh, I was like, all right, well, we just went to Costco. We loaded up up there. It's good. Mm-hmm. Lots of toilet paper. We're not going to have a toilet paper crisis. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, it makes you think, you know, like all the other little things, like, you know, the power goes up for a long time. What are you going to do for water and all this? Mm-hmm. So yep. just the simple things you tend to forget about. It's, it's interesting. I posted I posted on our Facebook page today about cell service because we're having a, a mm-hmm. province-wide issue with yeah. cell service. Yep. And I said, you know, if you, if you need to call an emergency, use a landline. To which somebody says, well, not everybody has a landline anymore. That's so true. how do I yeah. send, how do I... How do I get an emergency? Light a, light off a flare? Yeah. So, I mean, mm-hmm. luckily... Just let your house flare will come. Yeah. Parachute yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> flare. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it, it's interesting because we rely a lot of cell service stuff. Mm-hmm. When right. you can't use it, then what do you do? Yeah, you know, it's, it's a good point. Like we had uh, multiple paging systems and cell phone stuff go down um, for our service today as well. Right. Uh, so we have all these other kind of off-car supervisors and stuff that deal with sections of the province and their phone systems are down. Yeah. Uh, so they're actually giving out their personal cell numbers for their shift mm-hmm. um, through our closed Facebook groups and stuff so we could actually still contact these people. Um, oh, kind of a decentralized system. Yes, there you go. <laughs> Very much so. <laughs> um, but even, like, so now we have our own little uh, DOC and stuff set up and, and with that... We I have. Know, it's not <laughs> well, just just a well, district commercial person there. Um, <laughs> Obviously, <laughs> we, with, with that we have staffing issues. So now, like, so we're, we're posting, sending out um, closed information. Like, hey, if you're stranded in your area and can't make it to yeah. where you normally work, call these this number at our EOC. Right, you'll be tasked locally where you are. Because mm-hmm. I have, I was, I spent most of today scrambling trying to find employees for tonight and tomorrow because one of our guys he's trapped down the coast, can't make right. it here. So now there's cars are going down. So we're definitely so, shut. So is he, he going to work on the coast then? I told him to call um, mm-hmm. to try and get some pick up something down there for right. a few days because they're short staff people as well and they need people. Right. Um, and that so one of our communications that we sent out to our people was 
was to actually put um, make sure we have a go bag, carry a uniform with you, don't leave at your station, right. you know, have all your crap with you because you never know right. where you hmm. go, right? Yeah, yeah our, uh, where I work, the um, our radio system went down. And the reason why I'm kind of joking about the decentralized command or decentralized system is um, because I was in a meeting once and they just went to the centralized dispatching. And I'm like, um, should we have like regional dispatching? They're like, nope, centralized is the way to go. I'm like, I don't think centralized is ever the way to go. <laughs> They're like, no, no, this is the way we're going to do it. I'm like, okay. <laughs> and literally today it's like all gone. I'm like, so about that. Oh, no, I can't even email because it's down to. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all sounds good until, mm-hmm. like, because I, I was trying to make a point, like, you know, in an emergency situation, if everything goes down, then we lose our dispatching, and then we're really like, we need to at least have a plan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, well, years I'm sure ago, now. <laughs> years ago, when we had some major water issues for the town, uh, we actually mobilized at the hall here, and we went out in trucks of our PA systems to certain subdivisions and announced to people what to do mm-hmm. right you know and then we actually had people at the hall and the whole works right mm-hmm. so that's part of i guess the overall emergency planning exercise that we could be doing as well right like yeah okay if shit hits the fan we lose all of our communications our repeaters go down everything else um <clears throat> what's the next step yeah one thing i'm disappointed i've always kind of not i mean not always disappointed but with our hall here is it has a generator um, like yeah. years ago when we built this place I, there was some talk of, of a big diesel generator and then somehow whether it's budget or whatever it got nixed we we kind of know how it got nixed but i'm not gonna bring it up yeah. <laughs> it's a source 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 spot um anyways it got nixed but because they're like oh it'll never go it'll never it'll never happen but now we're seeing these things happen it's like yeah well we should like now, now to put it in, yeah. it would be crazy expensive. But mm-hmm. um, and, you know, we are the ones that people look to. Like this, area, this hall is yeah. like the thing that people go, "Oh, yeah." If things go really badly, we can pull the truck bays. We can pull the trucks out of the bay and actually have people in there if we need to. <laughs> we can make oh, yeah. it like a triage center. We can do lots of things. We have things. a we have a master generator yeah. at our hall, and yeah. it's uh, doubled as a EOC and stuff for yeah. as well. But guess what? If the shit ever hit the fan and we're cut off for a long period of time, when it's time for me to pack up my house, I'm. Take my travel trailer down the hall and plugging it in. That's what I'm going. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. That's that's my, my, always my plan, or to go to the massive prison and kick them together. There. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's like that might really be, hit the fan. That's the end of the world plan. <laughs> <laughs> Take the prison over. <laughs> we have trusted um... zombie apocalypse 101 for Scott. That's what we do. We're taking the prison. We pitched that. I don't know how we got on that at work the other day. And, uh... Oh, y'all can't come. What are you... <laughs> oh, I'm coming. Well, you can come. Yeah, I know. There are people from your work. No, I'm coming. No, no, but, like, so, Josiah was there. Oh, okay. Well, I can come. Well, like, well, I kind of felt like he was in. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. I'm telling him, and he's like, what is this? And then a couple of the other people are like, what do you guys got going on out there? I'm like, yeah, this is what we have going. <laughs> like, yeah, no, they're out. Yeah. Are we checking back steps? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we might let it slide. <laughs> depends how much ammunition they. I guess depends on what started the zombie apocalypse. Yeah. It was the it was the vaccine that started it, and oh, we're not checking vaccines, yeah. <laughs> or if it was the actual COVID. <laughs> yeah, it was funny. Going back to your your talk about the generator, we've always thank said you for bringing it back. <laughs> yeah, we've we've always said we've got like two transmission lines coming through our town, so we're like. Mm-hmm. 
really well supplied for power, but what if that landslide, that mudslide, that flooding compromised a mm-hmm. big section mm-hmm. of that Well, and then in the summertime, what line. happened to the big transmission line? It almost caught on fire. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So we had one line feeding those yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, we were worried for a while there. We yeah. had tons of backup plans for work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So on... Yeah, eventually it's you know it's going to happen. It'd be nice to actually look at maybe one yeah. day a, yeah. a budget item, big budget well, item. It is a big budget item. You know, but. that's huge. The town just spent a fair amount of money right. putting a whole bunch of panels up on the roof, yeah. which is really awesome to lower our impact. Yeah. yeah, but we've got no backup. Yeah, we should have battery storage. There should be a battery storage, right? We should be able to be off off grid and operate for a short period of time, off of. Stored, stored battery power, right? And then the long period of time. I mean, we've, we've already got, um, I think, the expensive parts done. Yeah, I think that's pretty expensive. That, yeah, that's like big budget. Whereas yeah. I think a few batteries, a few of those Tesla batteries are only like 5,000 each or so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, they are pretty costly. I think there's some, obviously, the apparatus to monitor and switch power and yada yada. Yeah, that, yeah. that all costs. And, yeah. But still, like, we've got all of that. Up on the roof, we should be, you know, being being able to utilize that as well. The thing about emergencies is you're supposed to prepare for it, mm-hmm. and then when it happens, you're like, you hope it never happens, but when it happens, you're like, okay, hey, we prepared for it. People are like, oh, that's awesome, we prepared for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, like I always say, you look at our rescue truck. Yeah. A rescue truck is is like half a million dollars of mm-hmm. stuff we use not very often. That's right. <laughs> it just it's mm-hmm. it's a bunch of stuff we just let it sit there. But when it when it comes up, like you know, we get our water rescue once a year, we get a rope rescue. Couple times a year, we get an auto X where we're actually using cutting tools. Uh, maybe four or five times a year. Mm-hmm. That one truck has all that stuff on it. But if yeah. we didn't have that truck, we'd be yeah, we'd be mm-hmm. shitting the bed. Yeah. Uh, like what was it uh, you were saying uh, about uh, notices and stuff like that? There was some lady on Facebook yeah. or on a news thing that was saying they wanted to see an early warning system for landslides or something oh, yeah. like yeah, and, the, and the minister, <laughs> the, the safety minister was like, hey, it's the thing about landslides, we don't know they're coming. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, I don't know. <laughs> People can see there was a weather pattern coming. Yeah. But you don't, like... No, you're not like, oh, my God. Like, you, you can... People, you can gauge when there might be an avalanche. Because mm-hmm. of snowpack and stuff. Right. Yeah. Which, yeah. we're going to have bad avalanches this year. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there's a lot of heavy, heavy snow load now with, with right. all this rain um, that's gotten up into the higher elevations because yeah. it's like unseasonably warm the last day or day yeah. or two here. Um, and now it's dipping back down. So everywhere where it's been pouring rain right. is now getting snow over top right. of all, all that yeah. heavy snow load yeah. now. So yeah, not super good for the old avalanche program. I, was in, I think it was reading too in the news the Coquihalla where it just got flooded mm-hmm. overnight now i think they were having snowfall warning yeah I'm sure they, they are, are yeah yeah, mm-hmm. yeah that's good <laughs> not that anybody's driving on there mm-hmm. but uh start right now. yeah <laughs> um yeah it's crazy um fire hall overall preparedness like mm-hmm. i was thinking about those guys in princeton and merritt because they're, they're they're not big they're like our size um, yeah. you know, I think they're all still paid on call. Maybe Merritt might have a full-time chief or two. I don't think they, have, they don't have any full-time members. I don't think. I, have idea. I know Princeton doesn't. Um, but if that happens to us, how prepared are we? That we at least have, I don't know if Princeton has a swift water rescue team. Ooh. We have that. Yeah. We at least have that on our side. We can, we do, but we don't have a swift water team for that. 
Not well, for that condition. Well, we still have a team at least that, that yeah, understands the, the concept yeah. of uh, water and uh, when to go in it, <clears> when like it's if safe. If we when had to, mm-hmm. yeah, we'd do yeah. the job. We're yeah. definitely better trained than some departments when it comes to that. Yeah. Um, right. Better equipped than some. Or better equipped than most when it comes I would, to that. I would wonder if Merritt is a full time because they've got the the highway that runs through there. They must have some sort of response for rescues or. Oh, maybe, I think they yeah, yeah they they do do a lot heavy of rescues rescue of stuff. some sort. So yeah. there might be full time there. I feel like that area might have a dedicated highway rescue group, though. Maybe that kind of rings a bell. Yeah. I could be wrong. I know Princeton has a highway rescue. Princeton team. does. Yeah. Main response to a variety of emergency situations over seven hundred and fifty annually. So, so they do, they're doing that far for sure. They're doing some pretty heavy medical in those numbers, I, yeah. I assume. Um, hmm. yeah. Anyways, doesn't really matter. Um, what I was just I was just thinking, uh, you know, preparedness wise for us. I mean, we've had floods before, we've had mudslides before. Yeah. Um, overall, we've dealt with it pretty effectively, but it's never been the whole town. Yeah. No. And now too, like a lot of those towns, they are literally cut off from every angle. Yeah. as well yeah at the moment oh, at least for a few days anyways yeah mm-hmm. so that that gets tricky like you know you start thinking about supply chain and stuff like that like obviously weather dependent we'll be able to fly resources in yeah. um but even so like like we've been asked and i was already on it this morning was i started getting my crew to start doing a little stock count in our station for medical equipment and medications that we use constantly and Making sure we had enough because our supply chain will be affected. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's all these little things that we, you don't want to keep too much stock, but then a bit large scale event like this happens, it's like, yeah. okay, yeah, now we need to start. Well, and some of the stock you probably can't keep because it probably expires. That's right. So what, yeah. what we actually do is what we've done with the start of COVID, we actually started keeping a lot of expired stock just for right. disaster stuff. Right. Um, so I kind of told the crew today to, you know, if there's anything that's right on that cusp of expiry, hang on to it don't just clear it out right now um, right. until we ensure our supply chain hmm. you guys wouldn't have a lot of you guys would have flooding down there you wouldn't have the whole town flooding but it would cut off an area of the highway if you lost your bridge yeah our, our problem is the bridge yeah um, yeah so we have some low-lying areas that will affect uh, certain residential areas uh, no real infrastructure um, but then definitely if that bridge, that's, that's always the one problem. And that's why we have yeah. two halls is the one hall on the other side of the bridge. Um, and then we have the other mutual aid agreements with both mm. sides of the, yeah. of the area. Um, but it still gets very challenging. Like we've had that issue, not with our town, but the wildfire in Rock Creek. When we started shuttling um, our uh, multi-casual units and stuff um, for the ambulance up that direction, when we had that huge fire go through there. Mm. Suddenly, we couldn't bring them in from the north. We couldn't bring them in from the east because there was another fire. Lines were down all over the place. Right. So we had one route to bring them in, and then that got compromised. Then all the people that got evacuated from that, that whole area actually had to go through the border. They had to go through right. the states and back around, then pop up back in through Osuyas. And that was a massive international strategy because mm-hmm. nobody had ID. Nobody had ID Nothing. with them. Yeah. Right. So that was quite the ordeal. I had some friends that were actually in the campsite when the fire came through, and they literally jumped in the back of pickups and left everything. Right. Like some yeah, were just wearing their swimsuits still because they were mm-hmm. in the river. Yeah. Yeah. So pretty. Good thing it wasn't you guys in the river. You'd, you'd be drowned <laughs> or burned up because you wouldn't be able to get out. <laughs> I, we would have been able to pee that fire out. Yeah. Facts. <laughs> Unless we just peed in the river. <laughs> 
anyways. Uh, all right. <laughs> so hopefully, uh, I think it's the uh, rain starting to uh, die off a bit. Storm is starting to start to shut down a bit. Yeah. Um, but now it's going to maybe get cold and start freezing. That's going to be a whole other friggin' problem. Yeah. And who knows what the weather is for yeah. the future, too. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because now if it starts snowing up there, they're not going to be able to even fix the highway. Yeah. 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 Right, that's the other problem is now we're getting into that season. Yeah. Like, they're going to have a lot of work. It's going to be months and months before oh, yeah. they can do anything. We're definitely mm-hmm. going to have some, some issues with routes to the coast for the next yeah. while. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, our supply chain, our fuel chain, like that's going to have to come in from from the east now to us. Yeah. Uh, and then they're they're going to start hitting, uh, yeah. they're going to start <laughs> avalanches in that yep. area. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Hmm. Hmm. Move to Mexico. <laughs> well, if that border was open, I could get a lot cheaper fuel. <laughs> Dipping across. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Um, moving on. So that was actually in news. So we yeah. are not even in our main crux. Um, our main crux is, uh, I was away last week, but we, you guys, well, we had a structure fire. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I'll let Ash take it. Or you, you were duty, yeah. duty Yeah, you were duty officer. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of live vicariously through uh, Todd. Cause, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, my, my, uh, my I'm responding went off while I was in the hotel uh, on the coast, actually. It's like 11 at night. I'm like, oh, I'll structure fire i see where it is i'm like, oh kind of and i messaged i messaged a group i'm like why am i messaging you guys you're not gonna answer me i'm like oh wait a minute. todd's not in this todd's not gonna be paged out right now so i messaged todd hey he just kind of caught a structure fire he's like really i'm like yeah turn your radio on because he was just in enough area where you yeah. can pick up um so todd's like relaying me what's happening <laughs> yeah and my wife loved that i'm lying in bed i got my portable on and i'm texting scott <laughs> the play-by-play and you're actually yeah. facetime me or something <laughs> <laughs> yeah um so anyway sorry uh so ash yeah so it was uh you know i was so tired i think i was in bed at 8 30 that night and like classic oh, me i like <laughs> so the wife just to kind of backstory this the wife has trouble sleeping and this guy not so much so she gets rattled if i like all right good night and start snoring immediately to, you know so i try to like watch a video or something and like allow her like 15 20 minutes to doze off you don't wake up with a pillow over your face exactly yeah. right so i'm like watching videos or whatever and now it's like 9 30 quarter to 10 and i'm like oh jesus i gotta sleep finally put 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 the old phone down and just getting to sleep finally drift off <laughs> what is this yeah, structure fire. I'm like, oh. Because it's been bullshit for the last few weeks. It's been bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm already like, what is this, right? Oh, structure fire. And like, the, when the report came in, it was like, structure fire, flame showing, like, structure fire. I'm like, okay, let's go. And then the, the brain kicks into where it is. And it's actually right on the edge of our, uh, our area. So... I'm, I'm already thinking, okay, water supply, da 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 da. Like, what do we got? What, where is this? A lot of the access is like single lane in, like very limited parking. Classic. And this is exactly what it turned turned out to be. So, um, I'm responding. Chief was was a minute or two in, in front of me, and there's a little funny story about that. Poor fella. <laughs> so, the video is thirty seconds. Is this thirty seconds sooner or thirty seconds faster? Yeah. He might have not had his little incident. His timing could have been worse. He uh, 
he might have struck a deer on the oh, doll. Yeah. So the front he's of the still made uh, it. <laughs> he's still he's def- yeah he was still there. Um, fresh medicine. <laughs> but when you get to the uh, residence, they have a electric over hydraulic gate, and because the power was coming on and off, the gate was a, a little funky. Oh. So I pull up, and I see the command car on the inside of the gate, and the gate's closed. And we're starting to okay, we're getting get getting the gate open or whatever, and it, like it was open, close, open, close. So finally, we ended up just pulling the pins, and so it would stay open. But I'm like, Bob, did you uh, did you ram the fucking gate? Because <laughs> I can see the front of the car is just a disaster, right? And he's like, No, I'm telling tell you about it later. I'm like, Okay. <laughs> so we got on the scene, do a quick 360. And out of the um, Charlie's side, it's a back bedroom with a bit of a deck coming off of it, heavily involved. Um, tin roof, and it was pushing through the roof, definitely coming out of the uh, the eaves area and such. And yeah, it was it was hev- heavily involved. All occupants were out, um, and uh, yeah, the engine responded pretty quickly. Fall to follow that i think i basically got myself around the structure and got got back out and they were coming up the driveway um and we tasked them to do uh exterior water application quickly because it was it was happening and then second was going to be a team to push through there was a side entrance uh they were going to push through and go interior um so we actioned that really really quickly um and it was a super positive outcome but a lot of things happening in a lot of really short period of time. Like, you were on second engine. Second engine. Yeah. And, like, I think the guys were just getting inside when, when you guys were arriving, or? Uh, I think so. We arrived second, and uh, <clears throat> Kevin, too, was at the back door. Mm. And I was throwing a mask on and getting some irons to get through the door there mm-hmm. and yeah we're kind of making a push through that back bedroom door yeah. uh but most of it was actually exposed because it had it burned it was wood plywood and wood trusses so it actually burned through the outside of the house into the attic and we could actually see the attic from the outside deck where we mm-hmm. where we were making access so um going into the bedroom actually really served no purpose because there was no fire in there that's right so um it was mostly just getting uh, i think we got a roof ladder attic ladder Mm -hmm. to get all the trusses and they burned out pretty good and yeah yeah i think the majority of the fight was done from the outside pushing in Mm -hmm. and then we had to get guys to like push in because now it was in the attic where you where you guys couldn't reach from yeah. the outside so we got teams in started to expose the roof uh we had a piercing nozzle in there we had some guys with the attic I was just gonna ask you about the piercing nozzle, yeah. yeah so that that came out almost right away got, yeah, those came out quick when got set at the, the door um and then yeah so so that was ready to go again like getting the old uh New York bar, that that thing was yeah. work, working awesome. Uh, I just just started to expose the uh, the interior roof there. Guys, action that really really fast. Um, I managed to stop it. Yeah, kind of halfway down the hallway, uh, coming out of that that rear uh, bedroom. Yeah. Um, yeah, being so so far out of the way, and like we kind of joked joked about it. We're like, man, we were like pretty light on our response. Because uh, your engine was like just rolled with four. Yeah, we rolled with four, and I was 
maybe one guy rolling through the door that mm -hmm. I held off the truck to get a tender going. To get some water supply coming. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that makes more sense. Cause it, for sure. Yeah, you get, you get just two units there. You get all the, like, you got all the firefighting stuff you need other for than sure. water. Yeah. Because you're going to run out of water. Mm -hmm. And you got more than enough guys to yeah. fight, a, mm -hmm. fight a single family home. That's right. With nine, because you had nine. Well, nine plus yeah. nine man. plus, and then three on the rescue, two yeah, on the tender. So, no, so like we, I'm talking about when you left with four. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Going, going with with the four was the move there. I think you're talking with Kev, Kevin too, because we've got three. Uh, so Kevin mm -hmm. too, he said to me too when he got to the back of the house where that bedroom was, um, he had the the inch and a half, and he did the he did the sweep with the with the hose and knocked it down quite a bit mm -hmm. and i think we were talking we had what 20 minutes yeah so kind of a time frame of how everything went 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 down uh dispatch came in at we'll say 10 after 10 after 11 uh we were on scene uh within eight eight and a half minutes um from first arrival unit which would have been bob we were calling that the structure was um extinguish and moving towards mop up and overhaul within another eight minutes mm -hmm. uh it was super super fast and in that time we had dispatched the um fire department to the north of us kind of up in the rural area because uh, again like we had all of our apparatus was there and i think we only had like three or four people stationed at the hall with not mm -hmm. a lot of firefighting capabilities mm -hmm. left here um but even in that like the time from the call came in to mm -hmm. us responding to the hall from us responding to the hall to where that's located, like the drive time from the hall yeah, to everything where that's all, located yeah. in our fastest mm -hmm. engine mm -hmm. is what five or six minutes for sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I mean, something like that could get rocking really good. Oh yeah. And oh yeah. We knocked her down back. Mm -hmm. I remember hearing the benchmark time. Uh, dispatch called out, "Yeah, command, you're at the twenty minute mark." Yeah. Um, and then that was pretty much the time when you're like, "Yeah, copy that." Yeah, where the fire is knocked, we're switching into mop up. Mm -hmm. And then it, things kind of died out for comms, and then it was like, they gave you <laughs> I was like, yeah, no, they're not talking anymore. I'm like, yeah, that's what we are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We it's chaos for the first five, and we like, yeah, it's not exciting. Not getting anything. This is bullshit. Yeah. I'm going to bed. I'm going to bed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they gave me the thirty minute yeah. and asked if I wanted any further, and I said no. Like we're yeah. we're deep into mop up now. Uh, we can call call the third the thirty minute time stand for the last one that you have mm -hmm. to do so and that's really good like you said for a fire right on the edge of your district mm -hmm. like with travel time and everything else and water supply issues like yeah that's that's fast that's good mm -hmm. yeah it was really really good the semi-challenge was the homeowners were all there they were out which is really really good but uh they were actually like they couldn't leave because we were cluttering up like right. they, we tried right. to get them to move prior Similar and they were driveway, like nope yeah. um yeah we had two engines uh, our water tender, uh, the command car, and the duty truck. Like, we were out of the way. Like, we weren't hindering any parking. But, uh, yeah, by the time the two engines were park parked in there, uh, we got the rescue truck to station down at the main main road. Um, and then, yeah, I, I radioed to the tender. I'm like, you guys are either backing all the way up or you're backing all the way out. Like, pick one because you're not going to be, be able to turn. So, yeah. And we're, we were kind of familiar with the area. Uh, we've had a... Um, yeah, you guys didn't drive a truck together, did you? We did. 
Very good. Yeah. Not to this call. Yeah. Not, Not to this, this one. Is this, this, this is the same house. It's the same, same, same property, yes. <laughs> they crashed yes. the truck that one time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not crash. I guess you guys didn't we crash, didn't crash it. Because nobody was in the truck. That's nobody right. was in the truck. <laughs> it crashed itself. It crashed itself. Yeah. <laughs> it just happened. <laughs> Which was the truck that I drove there. <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah. It so was. And full circle. Yeah. I may have backed up that road to park. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Make sure it was in... Uh, I set the emergency brake. Like, you wouldn't break. believe. Yeah, yeah, I put that pedal through the fucking floor. <laughs> <laughs> and I turned the wheel. If it's going to move, it's going to crash right into the... Uh, right into Bob's car. <laughs> Which was okay, because it was already down. It was already yeah. down. So. <laughs> Part and Mine is yeah. the blood stain. Because mm. I, I, I talked to the media. Mm. Um, I had a lot of phone calls from from that fire and I, cu- I couldn't say you know enough um it was a great save because it really was that could have really gone and i think actually the inside of that one bedroom if the fire had come through the roof that uh the walls are wood paneling yeah i actually think they're wood paneling through that whole house that i didn't get to go down all the hallways yeah. mm-hmm. um and i think because they've got tin roof now it actually may have been shake roof it was tin roof over yeah at some point, yeah. so um, mm-hmm. that could have gone a lot worse. It, it was really cool to see once everything was done where the heat and then the smoke level was all the way through into the living room. So once everything was done, we actually took a walk through with the homeowner and like without getting into their back backstory, um, there was everybody's got the irreplaceable items. Mm-hmm. These guys. There was some set like highly yeah. sentimental things that could never be replaced in in that home, right. and uh, you know it was crazy to see. So I kind of walk walked him through a portion of the structure out afterwards, and he was like so happy with what was still saved. Because right. um, I was trying to say it to his sister, I'm like, hey, like the worst of it's done. Like there is a lot of salvageable stuff in there. Yeah. Like I know this sucks. I understand, but. And, like, she just wasn't in the right headspace at the moment. And then her brother came. And he was very much like, holy, like, I can't believe how much is still there. I'm like, your basement is completely fine, other than some water damage from us flowing, flowing water up upstairs. Um, but that smoke level was super, super low. And you could see where, like, there was some blistering from, like, paint and, like, some uh, photos and stuff that was A little longer kind of flashed over to you. Yeah. So it was, I, th- I think it was getting pretty um, damn close to that um and then once it started to self self vent out of the back of that the uh, structure there it was I, mean, I think that started to push some of that away which is really good that's why it's so important to get that exterior water application oh, yeah. on so mm-hmm. fast right like start yeah. resetting that clock yeah. cooling it down and mm-hmm. then make it push in like, we talk so much about that yeah and that's <laughs> huge yeah and we called for uh, pvv right away which is really good so the guys were knocking out of the back before we made entrance we got the fan rocking because i mean the you got your full bath the path was perfect yeah yeah so yeah it it cleaned cleaned up the uh interior of the structure like super fast yeah that flow path was there was a door in the middle of the house that Mm -hmm. they used the fan on yeah and it was venting out the door on the deck of the bedroom that we're going to go in Mm -hmm. um there was so much smoke that once everything cleared later on we were mop up that it was actually a double wide door. I thought it was a single wide door right. at first. It was so a it double was wide up. door, yeah. Mm-hmm. Just all that smoke, it really changes what you're mm-hmm. seeing. Yeah. 
So we do yard work around here. We, we, we did some yard work, yeah. <laughs> I didn't get a chance to see the inside because I didn't go inside that much, but uh, yeah, so I didn't get to see that smoke level or mm-hmm. I didn't make an attempt to see that smoke level. Yeah. Um, but the the one section of the trusses and everything over that bedroom were seriously compromised. For sure. Um, burnt out. And I think you said there was the cedar shake underneath the Yeah, tin. it looked like there was something like it was multi-level. Or multi-layer, sorry. Whatever was there had burned completely gone yeah. because it was, it was lucky. tin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you so can see tin. Because usually those, because um, we had the other fire at the beginning of the year, or, you know, closer in the spring, yeah. where he had a, the guy put a metal roof over his, um, roof over his, his, his um, shingles. shingles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was like the asphalt single shingles. Yeah. And that acted, actually made it into an oven in there, and mm-hmm. it was and we couldn't put it out because it was roasting. Yeah. It was cooking in there so hot. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I guess that, yeah. that wood just burned through. Yeah. Yeah, those tin roofs are hard. Mm-hmm. They're, sure. they're, they're, sometimes they're tough to deal with. Because mm-hmm. you also can't get up there. Like, it's not like we go on the roof. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to go on the roof, you can't because you're going up there. First, you're probably going to slide off. Mm-hmm. Secondly, like you have to use a different, you know, use a chop saw probably to chop anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah it gets challenging, especially yeah. that house with the amount of trusses burned too. There would be no yeah, no, there, we wouldn't be on the roof. Like we don't. Yeah. I mean, we don't do yeah. roof work that often. I mean, yeah. that wouldn't be one of those times. Mm-hmm. That uh, piercing nozzle, that thing's a lifesaver. Oh, yeah, yeah, somebody life-saver. called for that right away. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we asked to get it over to the door. Yeah. Um, it was our second line. It was our second call pulled on that other fire we had, the other structure fire we had, the last structure fire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you guys were doing the VIS. That was VIS. that was uh, right away as soon as we started an exterior water application. We had the second line pulled, and we, we immediately turned it into a piercing nozzle because the guys were going in. Mm-hmm. And, the top of the stairs. Because that's the only really way that we found saves attics so yeah. quickly. Like It stops that progression in that. Yeah. We just you know make a couple of access holes and drive that thing in there. and For sure. It just mm-hmm. stops that fire in the attic. I don't know. I've I don't been a while since I've seen our piercing nozzle go. It doesn't do the the swirling action in there, does it? It just no, looks like a sprinkler head. Just, yeah, because like yeah. I've down. seen some. They've got a weird tip on there, and it actually mm-hmm. spins around like a sprinkler. Yeah. No, I mean ours ours is sprays like yeah. a sprinkler. Mm-hmm. I think if we start adding spinning things, it would just jam up in there. Yeah, just take too much shit. Yeah. Um, we have a we have an old cellar nozzle, um, on our third engine. And uh, we haven't used it forever, but it is a huge asset. Like I, mm-hmm. I've used it years and years ago. We don't have a piercing nozzle yet. No, mm-hmm. believe it or not. Yeah, it's something we brought up in the past. Which actually, I keep forgetting to bring up budget time, and now now it's probably a good time to bring it up again. Because I must say, the last two fires for sure, we used it, and that's what saved probably that half a, half of those houses on both yeah. those was, was that piercing nozzle application. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, they're they're awesome. I mean, and also obviously a, a, a quick push in, because mm-hmm. even our last structure fire, our previous, so like the one that we did the VIS in, yeah. Um, I think we would have saved more of the house if we were doing a more active firefighting, but because um, the, the safety, search. the search took aimed, priority, aimed on rescue. Um, you know, the, those extra three minutes that we weren't doing an interior push uh, and attack because yeah. we were using our manpower to search. Mm-hmm. Um, that was three more minutes of of that house to burn. Yeah, but. We have to do the search because we can't because sure. we didn't know what that person. We thought that person was missing. It's it's funny talking about our piercing nozzle. I remember when we first got that thing, and we thought it was going to be the greatest tool for cars and en- engine fires. Yeah, and we were trying to beat that thing through the the yeah. roof, like headlights. And I mean, it's yeah, we were more jamming effective. through headlights and yeah. jamming through the roof and. 
more effective in a an attic fire than it is going to be for anything else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, going back to that call, it was really good when you can focus on the fire suppression. Yeah, you don't have to focus on the Yeah, like knowing, you know, knowing the area, knowing the structure, uh, knowing the family, and you know who's supposed to be there, and you can see them. They're all right there. Yeah. Yeah. So knowing that you can just go be aggressive, and, you know, it showed that fast water application yeah. is imperative. Like, that's what we're there to do. Get on scene, make a plan, get some water on that fire immediately, and... Yeah, I mean, that's what saved that, like, the rest of the house. Yeah. Like, I'm sure the house will be fixed because yeah. there's, there's so much viable structure left. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was really, really good. I think for something that was rocking that that heavy when, when we first got on scene, I want to say we barely ran through one truck worth, worth of water. Right. It wasn't a lot of water application. Yeah. Um, Having that uh, power pole right off the back of the building was pretty impressive. Like yeah. eight feet off the back of the building. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Was it on fire? No. No. Oh. So that was another thing. I'm like, watch out for that because it yeah. was like flames were rolling up there, and it actually tripped the transformer. Right. So oh, that's the power was cut to the oh, nice. to the property. <laughs> so when we first got on scene, I didn't even start to do my 360 yet. The power was still on. And then as I was starting to do it, the power dropped hmm. and walk around the corner and you can look up and there was a, like a big glowing light. Um, yeah. Apparently that means that it was tripped. I would say we were probably three quarters through the, the night or well into mop up or a starting mop up mm-hmm. and the power company was on scene, cut yeah. the power and mm-hmm. we were good to go. Yeah. But we, I think we had the fire knocked down and in mop up. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Chad, Chad rolls up and yeah. <laughs> he's like, oh, yeah, it's right back there. And you guys are still doing your firefighter thing. I'm like, yep. <laughs> okay. I think Beagle's too, over. because we had mutual aid from a, mm-hmm. our other department there. Um, did, I think their chief was actually fairly impressed by how quickly we got that out. He really was, yeah. For mm-hmm. the area that it was in. Yeah. Which is really good. Uh, you know, working with somebody... Um, some neighboring departments. Um, these guys got on scene. They actually had some. I talked to one of their members. It, it sounded like there was their dispatching was a little shaky. Like they didn't get tones and it didn't activate their I am responding. Right. Um, so it just came over their pager, um, and they got I think four members that were able to to uh, respond and help, um, and a couple of them were fairly new. Yeah. Uh, and the chief. So they, they came up and I was having a chat with them. I'm like, Hey, like, you know, just, uh, you know, give me a minute, just stand here. Let me go see what, what we have going. He says, okay. He was really good. He's kind of sat by our, uh, writ tart. And then I went and had a look and got a bit of a game, game plan. I know you were kind of taking care of the team that was by the back bedroom. Jay was kind of, he was looking out for the interior team and I came, came back. I'm like, Hey, I'm going to give you at least two two of these guys sure great done so they had packs ready to rock i'm like hey we're kind of got fire fire suppression done gonna do some overhaul you guys good he's like yep so he grabbed one of his more experienced members and they both masked up and went inside and yeah like rocked it on a a lot a lot of the overhaul which is you know really good because they don't get a lot of 
structure fire calls. Right. That's just kind of the nature of it. And again, being so in the rule, when they do get one, kind of the same thing. Like it's usually rock and there's a lot of older builds, a lot of like mm. wood, like actual like cabin wood. Yeah. Um, so things don't, they're kind of set up for failure before they can win just yeah. because of where they are. Yeah. So getting in there and doing some good overhaul where there's 90% of the structure is completely fine. I think it was right. really good for them to see. Right. I really like too, like you're talking about KJ was uh, inside captain mm -hmm. uh, and I was outside with the crew working outside on the, the attic of the bedroom. Mm -hmm. uh, Brian, our deputy was working with the, the PPV crew and that, entry mm -hmm. uh bob and you were kind of floating around i like that that kind of command structure it gives everybody a specific job rather than mm -hmm. somebody trying to take over from somebody else and for somebody sure else and somebody else i felt like the flow was really good there yeah. and yeah. i mean yeah and we've done that our past couple of structure fires too where mm -hmm. the, yeah, we the like the last one we had the, the VIS search search. The, yeah, yeah that, mm -hmm. that kind of commands i i like that so for sure you know if you tell me, okay, you're working with the outside guys. I know I'm working with the outside guys. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's kind of where I am, and I'm working with the outside. And mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, hey, I, if somebody's free, and go get me this tool. Yeah. Because, um, and two, I think works for our guys as well, um, where somebody's not, okay, I'm doing this job. Oh, this other guy told me to do something else. Because mm -hmm. we it used to be everybody's running around, and somebody's telling somebody to do something else when they've already got a job. That's right. Um, I, I think there's yeah. less of that now. I think we almost had our um, teams too small before. Because we'd be like, okay, uh, I don't know why. Well, Todd, I don't know. You, oh, you're busy over there. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, but out. I don't know how... Uh, like, a lot of people are like, okay, you're the search team. The captain's in charge of the search team. Mm -hmm. um, the attack team, that captain's in charge of the attack team. I think the team is almost too small. But the way we're kind of... We, we just kind of do started doing it recently is... Um, Okay, Rob, you're in charge of the like the exterior. Yep. Jay, you're in charge of the interior. Yeah. Um. So whatever you need inside, like you can have four attack teams in there. Mm -hmm. That's his. He's in charge of that section. Like a platoon or something like that. Yeah. Like yeah. he. Like For sure. it, yeah. And so we we we're just like, what is your resources you need inside? Oh, I need you know two more guys. Okay. There's two more guys. Mm -hmm. Jay's, you're watching those guys. Um. If it starts getting a bigger team, like maybe if it's a if it's a massive building, yeah, yeah, then you'd probably put two captains in two. there. Yeah, um, but I I kind of like dividing them up more in regions than in um, specific tasks. Because I think that's what we were kind of getting. That's and that's a lot of what the fire services do. They they specifically mm -hmm. task you to, like your task is attack team one. Right. Your task is this. Whereas now we're kind of doing it as a, um, a section. Like, that's right. In charge of that section of the of the structure. And I think that's working better, like you said, because yeah. you kind of know if you're outside, you talk to Rob. Mm -hmm. If you're inside, you talk to Jay. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Or whoever. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And you know, I think it's funny because we're kind of coming around and finding, like Rob says, what's working for us. So years ago, you have five, six captains that really drove their own pickup truck and you just park mm -hmm. in the fire and you all post up on a corner. And that was that. And then and you'd then, have senior guys inside doing all the, doing mm -hmm. the, doing the work, coming yeah. out and telling the captains what's going on. Yeah. Well, that didn't really work. Kind of useless. That, that doesn't work, yeah. So then we went, okay, now captains are going to be 
busy and you're going to be with teams. Now, every, every captain was all packed up and ready to rock and we're all doing this. And, like, that's great. That's where we want to be. But like Scott says, now it's a little bit too, too small. Yeah. Now we've got that kind of happy medium where, yeah, we don't need to have your team of three. You can have three, five, six, eight, like whatever you need yeah. as as a resource. I wouldn't want to go too much past that. But, uh, you know, keep, keeping those resources to that section or whatever. Yeah. I think we're kind of coming yeah. back around. To yeah, it's all span of control. Absolutely. Because yeah. kind of even like what we were aiming for, um, we didn't, we, I would, I would like to aim for even more is, uh, you know, like, um, one captain's also in charge of the water supply. Like, mm-hmm. um, on ones like that, obviously if you're on a hydrant, you don't need to have a captain in charge of the water supply. Yeah. But if it's tenders, you should have a guy radio. And I think we did that on the, um, the big fruit stand fire. Um, for a short time, you were running the yeah, section. Um, right. Warren was interior mm-hmm. captain, and then I was kind of making sure the water supply was that's right. flowing. Yep. And then Rob came, and then you were kind of doing that. Mm-hmm. So it was, yeah, it was working out well. I yeah. think, yeah, I think I like the section idea yep. rather than the task idea. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if other departments are doing that. I'm assuming somebody's doing that somewhere. That's just it makes good sense. I think. I like two if you're the captain inside, and we have to work on that sometimes. Uh, if you're packed up, you're inside as the inside captain even the outside captain is not to get yourself too involved right uh, right to take that step back and Mm -hmm. okay what's going on here hey i need you to do that i need you to do this you're also inside acting as a bit of that safety as well because you're seeing the overall picture Mm -hmm. rather than getting yourself focused right in there right step back yeah for sure yeah yeah, all that is is just your your team leader for that team right for whatever Mm -hmm. um, i think some of us feel like we're almost being lazy like I, I like when I'm the captain. If I'm like just down there watching, like I'm, I'm over it now. Yeah. But also some of the guys are like, this captain just down there doing nothing. It's like <laughs> really, <laughs> you know what I'm doing right now? I'm watching you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Making sure you're not falling that hole over there, or that that's roof's right. not collapsing in your head. <laughs> well, that's just it. Like, and also making sure you're getting the resources that you need, like water. And yeah. if I see something that break, I can oh, he needs this, or I can hopefully anticipate. Oh, we need the piercing nozzle next, or we yeah. need this next. Yeah. Exactly. Well, that's just it. I mean, that's the role. Generally, the officers and the senior firefighters have been around and understand the processes more. Is we've got that foresight and experience to kind of see the, where the progression is going and understand the resource that we're going to be needing five minutes from now, mm-hmm. yeah. and and doing that pre-planning and and getting building that. I like there's the overall IAP, but then we still have our own little yeah. personal IAPs with the understanding of what's going on, right? Absolutely. With the intent. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why it's so important. And that's why people always laugh. Like, the, oh, that guy's the safety officer. He's just standing there walking around. It's like, no, actually, he is in charge of a shitload. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you need to be doing those 360s. You need to be connecting with your RIT teams, you know, making sure everybody's softening the door, making sure, like, that there's so many things. Like, if there is actually, if a safety officer or somebody tasked on that role actually just stands there and doesn't move around, you need to rethink what you're doing because yeah. that is one of the most important jobs in the fire scene. So yeah, like it's kind of it's, we didn't like make it this way. It just kind of mm-hmm. it's naturally it actually kind of, evolved. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. and, and I'm liking the way it's looking because our last few fires it went really well. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. it works really well on a larger yeah on large fires for well, sure. Because right? yeah. then you always have your your instant commander. Mm-hmm. But now after the initial 360, if he can't do that 360, he's kind of doing his three sided approach. And right. then once you get in a safety right. officer or another officer there, hey. Go get the, the rest of that 360 for me. I didn't get a chance to do it. <clears throat> and then we start bringing up exactly how you just mentioned it, right? And it your teams. And it might have actually 
um, being kind of enforced with us this year with the big wildfires. Mm-hmm. Because it was kind of like, Ash, you're in charge of that house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Rob, you're in charge of that house. Scott, you're in charge of the road. Or whatever, I forget. Yeah, yeah you, were, you were on the bush. But, you know, you're in charge of these areas rather mm-hmm. than that's, like, this is your little tiny team. No, we we were yeah. like we were running this area of the of the fire. Maybe yeah. that's where maybe and that's sharing why kinda, resources to each. Yeah, maybe that's where so it, kind that, of, it kind of organically happened. Now, mm-hmm. oh, this yeah. worked well in the wildfire. It could also work well in a structure fire. Yeah, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and it does. We've seen it now through our past couple of fires. For sure, it, it does work. Mm-hmm. Right. I think it frees up. It frees up everybody too. Where mm-hmm. like you like you were on that one vis fire yeah. search and you were able to do your 360 you actually did your 360 before but it frees you up to kind of conti- a continuous 360 yeah. check on everybody check in with your outside captains well I, and I, I didn't have to try to remember either i didn't have to try to be like who's who, are the, who are the three yeah. captains in there what is okay his job is the bedroom he's doing this search no mm. i'm like Jay, I just need to talk to Jay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, Rob, your exterior, and yeah. Jay, your interior. Like, it was, like, way easier. I'm trying to be like, For sure. uh, what's that captain doing over there? Uh, let me look at the board. Oh, shoot, it didn't get moved over. I'm not really sure what he's doing. I got to radio him and ask him. No, I just, I know this guy's in charge of the inside. Yeah, inside. yeah right. Yeah. And he's got his little crew doing, like, he's he's probably, I don't know I was in there, but he's probably tasked senior guys with, hey, you take this guy and that guy, and you go work in the bedroom over there, or you take this guy and that guy, and you work over there. They're not mm-hmm. captains. They're just senior guys working with junior guys. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's so important on a scene when we roll up in the trucks <clears throat> to have that little pre-planned discussion uh, in the truck as best you can because we all yeah. know it's fluid and it changes. Mm-hmm. However, like, you know, the officer has, or the person that jumps seat has so much things to think about and check in with IC and, and start building that IEP. Like, I don't need to be sitting there trying to delegate to my guys what they need to be doing. Right. They know. They have the our intent. Yep. Get your shit already pulled off the truck and start getting stuff. By that time, I'll have my face-to-face with command, and I'll, we'll do whatever we need to do, and then we'll delegate it off, and away you go. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You know, one one thing from my side that I kind of struggled with at that call, being so tight, tightly packed, there was nowhere that I could, like, be and, like, the IC or whatever, right? Because everywhere where I, I tried to like set up shop, there's either the family mm-hmm. or our engines were screaming or teams were assembling for writ. So like you're trying, trying to be comms. Well, now I'm talking over the guys with yeah. the uh, writ, writ radio or the engines with their radios going. So like I kept trying to like be available, but I found myself, I was doing a bit of a like yeah. a horse, a, a bit of a horseshoe. Like I'd be over here, and then I'd try to like if I had to do comms, I have to come over here to yeah. to be on the radio. And then you're over here, back where the noise is, and then a call comes in that you have to answer. So now I'm like beetling over this way. I'm like, man, this is brutal. Being so tight, tightly packed in there, it was tough to be in one spot, let alone in like four Absolutely. or five. Right? Yeah. Uh, that was definitely a bit of a challenge. Um, Having Bob there, I actually had you apologize <laughs> to the chief because he was actually there first, first on scene. So in every aspect, he was icy, right? And I got on scene as the duty officer, and I kind of ran with it. <laughs> I 
girls are like, ah, Bob, sorry about that. And he's like, ah, no, I think it worked great. I'm like, I think it worked great too. Like we kind of fed off of each other. Everything worked out really, really well. Um, and then having like, you know, yourself, Jay, um, having Speedy like right at the door there was great because he was like my kind of <coughs> my resource guy. So like if I needed something for any of you guys, it was perfect. I'm like, hey, can you get somebody? Because he had a couple guys that were just waiting at the door and they could have shuttled anywhere. So I kind of put you almost in the crew placement slash apparatus placement role mm-hmm. as resources were arriving on scene. So you're kind of sure. in charge. Okay, I need you to go here, go there. Yeah. That kind of position. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds like it worked out really well. I think like so. I said, you look at that time clock, and that went very efficiently and very, you know, that 20-minute mark and that was in the mop up was perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, really pumped for our team, the way that they were, uh, you know, ev- everybody was switched on. It was really, really mm-hmm. good. Um, yeah, I went as far as making a quick post just on our, our like, in-house Facebook group. Um, you kind of outline that uh, timeline because it's, it's something that people don't really think about uh, like hey that was pretty quick okay well let's, let's see how quick it actually was yeah. I kind of went through and said hey at this time at this time at this time these things were all happening and it was basically extinguished by the 20 minute mark I mean that's from dispatch yeah. to on scene to extinguish that's really really impressive I was talking to my wife about that she goes oh it was nice that Ash put that post in I was like yeah it's good too because um, even the spouses see it too mm-hmm. yeah because yeah. they're, they're yeah. on that private page with us so yeah. like because a lot of times like I, I'll tell my wife what happened mm-hmm. but some of them some of the guys are like there's a lot of people that don't some of the guys I don't think there's a code of silence thing going on and I was like well it's fine you can do that but it's mm-hmm. also like they probably would like to know <laughs> how well trained we are how efficient we are because I think it puts their mind at ease when they know like sure oh, oh yeah. you know we were switched on we did this and that I think it was out quick yeah I think giving our guys some praise and that you yeah. know those accolades help to mm-hmm build up their confidence as well sure it does you know if they did something good on that fire scene and we're giving them some sort of praise afterwards it absolutely it Mm -hmm. tells them well i know that that worked i'm going to do that again on the next the Mm -hmm. next time it happens or i know to do that Mm -hmm. if i see somebody doing something hey i know this works Mm -hmm. do that yeah i think that's why it's so important after events is to do a a small operational debriefing right Mm -hmm. and uh and you know, break it down to, hey, Ash, you know, what was your role on this call? Okay, what went well? Okay, mm-hmm. go through everybody and about, okay, what would you do different? Right. You know, so it's, it's all positive and it's all learning. And then sure. it reinforces, like you just said, Rob, that, that job well done. Yeah. Like, hey, this is where mm-hmm. we really excelled. Yeah, and I think that's, that's really key. Like, you know, we, for basically ever, we're always like, you know, we did great, everything was great, you know, Mm-hmm. It's it's tough to harp on or to bring up what didn't go go well, but if you don't look at those things, you can never get better as well, right? Mm-hmm. So when things go like I really couldn't take much negative away from that at all. Like it, it went really really well. There's some definite learning points, but if you don't give those props when things go like really good, it makes it harder to give that shit sandwich when things go bad, right? Yeah. If like you never say anything good, and then you're like, hey. Fucking Scott, why do you shit the bed? And you're like, fuck, right? <laughs> but when you're like, hey, man, like, you've been fucking slaying it. But also, like, 
this happened. Hey, well, you know what? Like that Ash is a bit of a jerk. Like he kind of got down down on me for a bit, but fuck, you know, for the last five structure fires, mm. he told me how well I was killing it. Mm. So yeah, I'll probably take that a little bit easier mm. than if you just only hear negative, which like. Like, we don't give a lot of negative because we do a really good job. And that's but, where it's nice in that debriefing when you phrase it that way. Absolutely. I'm the one saying, yeah, you know, I, I should have done this better. Or mm-hmm. looking back at the fire scene now, like, if I would have done this, it would have made that better. Like, right. And it, it puts you more on you rather mm-hmm. than waiting for you to tell me yeah. what I did wrong. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Yep. So. Yeah. Extreme ownership. Yeah, there you go. I saw a couple of times posted on Facebook there was just a quick sentence was be approachable and that's kind of like the same thing too mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's just to be open for guys to come in like us as captains have to be open to receive some criticism too from 100%. our guys uh, as well um, mm-hmm. or for command above us um, yeah. but uh, yeah mm-hmm. All right. Um, any more for any more? I don't think so. Yeah. I think that was pretty good. Went, went well. Packed yeah. in there. Yeah. Modus. Who wants this? <laughs> Modus Fire Rescue. Um, oh, yeah, you betcha. <laughs> yeah, go online, check them out. We talked about them. It's a, a long time um, company that we're, we're definitely be behind. Uh, so they've got their, their snagger tool, their mini spanners, um, a lot of their soft entry stuff. Um, their Lloyd tool and all the sort of assortment of pouches and bags and pocket organizer. Um, they're making uh, uh, radio straps, uh, hose straps. Oh, <laughs> we haven't seen the radio straps yet. Did you see their new new product that's coming out for Christmas? No. The mini mini spanner. I haven't mini, seen that. Mini? Opens beer bottles. Oh, uh, yeah, it's like one of those about the right. A big. Right. Wicked. Can... Yeah. Hmm. Smart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Gonna make a killing off of uh, gift bags and stuff like that. Like that. Oh yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Modus, check them out. Um, a lot of great products. Uh, yeah. All, they're different so, a variety of wedges and stuff, and heavy hitters and stuff. Um, just a great variety of, of tools for your pocket. Uh, if you want a discount code on them, it's uh, DTFF five. We'll get you five percent off your order. Mm-hmm. Actually, right now I think they have 20 percent off um, company wide. So oh, there's dude. a bit of a promo go, going on. So look, look for that. I think, yeah, it's like a pre-Black Friday deal. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, so watch for that. Uh, but every other time throughout the year, uh, hop on ours. Beauty. Yes, sir. Uh, StopTheBleed.org. I will take it since Rob won't forget the tourniquet. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, Rob. <laughs> shame. <laughs> All of the shame. All of the shames. Yeah. Uh, the three methods of bleeding control are Rob. Direct pressure. Direct pressure. Yes. What else? <laughs> uh, Windpacking. Perfect. And, and a tourniquet. Tourniquet. <laughs> Right, so you can learn all this at uh, stopthebleed.org. Um, if you want to become an instructor, you can look on there, uh, figure that out. Um, it's actually fairly simple. Um, and if you want to take the course, yeah, look on there. There's usually something on their calendar where one you can find one near you. Yeah, uh, a lot of people are using it, and uh, you can get equipment for that at Rescue Essentials. Rescue Essentials. Oh, sure. Mm. Rescue Essentials. Uh, Yeah, they've got lots of uh, medical gear, bags, um, personal medical kits, IFACs. Mm -hmm. Um, Especially with uh, what we just talked about with our 
uh, emergency preparedness, uh, mm-hmm. maybe good idea to have yourself a medical bag in your personal vehicle at all times. You never know where you're going to be trapped mm-hmm. and you may need to be called upon for some medical first aid possibly. Um, as long as you've got something that's got some of your basic essentials, your rescue essentials. Oh, yeah. The essentials of rescue, if you will. <laughs> um, then you, if you've got that stuff in your vehicle, then you're, you're well prepared and ready for anything that might come your way. Uh, check them out. Uh, they got a lot of rake gear, and it is rescueessentials.com. Yep. Uh, Tanner Olson. Tanner Olson Band, Country Music, West Coast, Canada. Currently um, floating on a barge somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he's on a jet boat. Yeah. Just like Pikachu. Yeah, that could be him. Really it was in that, be actually. It was in that area. <laughs> <laughs> That's his old stomping grounds there. So, uh, yeah, check him out. Uh, he's on all the major streaming plat- platforms. Yeah. Um, hopefully he'll be here uh, with the band. In May, if things are it's looking, good it's to looking go. promising for May, yeah, it's looking May pretty all right. So, but yeah, check them out. Uh, really good music. Okay. Ten awesome and lastly, us uh, you can find us on Facebook, YouTube, uh, Instagram, and the TikToks. We'll need another TikTok video soon to yep. play some good music, mm-hmm. or not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm Todd. Thank you. Have a good night. Rob. Good night. Ash. Thank you. Yeah, stay safe, uh, stay DTFF, and good night.